Okay, so this one just gives me, like, mad New York at night vibes. Or, like, San Francisco at night vibes. It's, like, that urban city environment, and, like, that also has to do with the title. But, like, just the... You go out on a crazy busy night, and it's loud, you're partying, you're with your friends, and then suddenly the city falls asleep and it's quiet and it's serene and are you alone or with someone and that's kind of where I found myself with this one and without further ado again where are you when the city falls asleep see the reason I could wait is that I'd been waiting years before I even met him It was almost as if I could sense he was coming into my life. My imagination most certainly runs wild, but it wasn't even that he looked like the character in my life about to give me a breath of fresh air. It was that his smile immediately made me feel warm, like I had found a true friend. That is precisely why waiting didn't bother me, because once that bond was established, I knew it would never break. We supported each other through the first year of independently making decisions for ourselves. While we were on very different paths, simultaneously, we were working towards one that would eventually collide. It was exciting letting these feelings stew, because we had to spare the little time we had together observing from the sidelines. And that is exactly what leads people to cheat, because that forbidden fruit is emotionally and sexually intoxicating. But I had enough self-control to ensure that there was enough distance to hide the intimate parts of our lives. As cheesy as it sounds, I remember when I found out he was no longer with his girlfriend. Ten months had passed since I had met him, and this moment felt like the universe was aligning for us. Damn, I am dramatic. It really did, though, because finally, the reality I was living in was far surpassing any expectations I had for college. While I tried to not have too many, I knew that I would feel alive in this environment, whatever that meant for my future. Turns out, this was the ultimate love story I was looking for. My friends had been following along, and our spicy rom-com series was finally getting heated. Like the end of season two on New Girl. How sweet, huh? Bleh, sorry, I was in love. We also made things dramatic with our actions and words. I think a few weeks before I found out about his new relationship status, he had walked me home from a night out of me trying to shake off the rejection of yet another boy not ready for my feelings. He saw me hurt and wanted to make it better. So he reminded myself and me, himself and me, it's all about timing when it comes to love. I had been going on about my issues with guys wanting me, but not any who would care enough to actually be there for me, to protect me. Yeah, I know I was asking a lot from these boys, but I just wanted to find someone who cared as much as I did. And it didn't feel like many people really cared that much. Maybe that's why we find ourselves suppressing these feelings of loneliness through weekends waking up with little recollection of how we ended up on this couch. While I had my fun with that, I really did just want someone to smile with rather than smile at. To experience this rush together. Whenever I found myself going through the highs of the weekends, I always wanted to end up with him. It felt as if this was always going to be the cherry on top for the most exhilarating moments. We had a few nights out as truly single friends, but as I would get more fucked up, I would draw myself closer to admitting my feelings. 
Marmon was the closest I got to this total surrender. A glorious day in the realm of Boston College students, and dropping it down in my favorite month of April made this flower child want to sing. So I actually did, and most definitely made a fool of myself at the Kai-Fi house. Well, after exploring through a crowd of people, I landed upon the boy I was crying over weeks before. In my altar state, I confessed my love for him. Not the boy, the him who inspired this whole blog love story. And this boy gave me the poised advice to simply go find him. I rallied a few of my friends and began my adventure. I had lost these friends along the way because the whole town was celebrating. But that didn't stop me as I rushed across Calm Ave alone to find my destination. And then, there was that smile again. We spent the rest of the celebration together and left on a solemn note. I had sobered up too much to test out any rash decisions. I was just as disappointed as you were because it felt like the perfect moment. But I'm glad this isn't where it started because our story was unique and didn't need to find its beginning at the bottom of a frat basement. A week had passed and I'd found myself on the arm of a good friend for a weekend out at a date party. This friend and I would always bring the party to us and as much fun as we had that night, my mind was muddled and I couldn't get it unstuck. I ended up leaving early and found solace in knowing my other close friends were enjoying a night in. He was also there. April 20th, how ironic. The literal date and celebration of the highs of life. And in this circumstance, I don't mean the one that comes from sharing a bowl with friends. We ended up on the Charles Esplanade around 1 a.m. We had been left to ourselves under a blooming cherry blossom tree while it was sprinkling. Yes, I'm not kidding. This is the picture-perfect scene coming from every notebook, sleeping with other people, and love actually cliche. But it was absolutely the most perfect way to honor our feelings for each other. Both nervous, we trailed the conversation away from any emotion. But I wanted to get this shit going. I had waited so long. So I went in carefully with a warning and said, I want to tell you something, and I think you know what it is. So if you don't want me to say it, stop me now. And he did stop me. By fully embracing me in a moment with such passion, it really felt like time stopped for us. Fuck. It's the perfect love story, right? Honestly, that kind of what makes this more annoying because looking back at it, it's like I want that again. It, it's great, but things come and go. Moments come and go, and I realize that. But what I can do now is appreciate those moments that I had, and they were beautiful. I think you have to take people as they show you who they are. And that can change. I'm not saying people can change, but people can change their actions. So, you know, I have the decision to stay spiteful towards people who have wronged me. But if they are people who I have loved, forgiveness will be there. And it takes time, but I do want to forgive because I don't want to tarnish those beautiful memories I had. 
And that doesn't necessarily mean that if I don't forgive, those memories are clouded. But more so, I don't have to look back on that and be upset that I don't have it anymore. I can look back on it and say I really respected that moment. I respected that. I respected him at that time. And things are just different now. So I'm really trying to stay optimistic and... So far, I've done a pretty good job, but if anyone out there is feeling like serious heartbreak right now and it feels like your world is collapsing and nothing can fill that void of that person being gone, try and think back to the memories. And I know that sounds like counterintuitive because you don't want to you don't want to put your mind in that space because it's too painful you don't have it anymore but try and go back like those moments are a movie you watched it you were in it you can enjoy it for what it is and you don't have to ask for it to be now and you can honor it that's the way i like to see it so my hopeless romantics It does get better. It always does. Life comes and goes in waves. And I hope you like the waves that I'm going on. Maybe I'll be surfing soon in Costa Rica. We'll see. So thanks for listening.